0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello, you're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Locked and Loaded, and I'm Roger B. We are here today to talk about guns, about firearms, about weapons. And then we also talk about politics, having to do with guns, weapons, and firearms. And today we have a special guest on who is highly trained and an expert in so many areas, to prevent me from going on on my amateurish rantings today (laughs) (laughs) shannon welcome to locked and loaded
2: thank you roger i appreciate you asking me to be here
1: well i just hope you can enlighten some people and let them know that you know you don't have to be a guy to have a gun and have fun with it
2: oh no you can definitely be a woman and have a probably we have more fun
1: I'm sure you do because you're not as serious about it. Well, exactly. not 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 as serious, but you we don't are. take yourselves as seriously as some guys do.
2: Exactly. We we usually don't let our egos get in the way, and I do find that a lot with with men. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, that's quite right. I expect
2: exclu- I'll exclude you from
1: the. No, I expect everybody to. You know, I want to let these let everybody know that being in the shooting sport is not men only. Correct. Now, now when you first started, how long ago would you say you got serious about it?
2: Um, well, let me just say, it was probably back in 2015 where, um, I knew I wanted to get my, my carry license. Well, actually 2014. And, um, so, you know, I, I had picked up a few handguns, tried them out, and of course my husband told me, oh, Glock, Glock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tony. Um, but no, I mean, he, um, he did let me go through and, and try out. And of course at the time I knew nothing. So You're
1: starting from scratch. I
2: was totally starting from scratch. I had never shot um, a pistol um, before in my life. Um, I'd maybe shot, you know, some twenty two rifles and a BB gun. That was probably it.
1: Wow, and so, this happened in 20, so only for five years you've been serious about it.
2: Yeah, well, and I would say that was back in 2014, and then probably 2015 was when, um, you know, I thought, okay, if, I, if I'm going to have a gun in my house, I need to know how to use it, I know, I need to know, um, you know, everything about being safe with it, I want to feel confident with it, um, so I just started taking classes, and it just sort of snowballed.
1: Wow, and, and, so you found you really enjoyed it?
2: Yeah, uh, not only was, you know, uh, did I want to get educated on it and feeling comfortable and feeling safe with it, but then I started to take these classes and realized, wow, this is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, despite what some liberals <laughs> say, shooting guns is a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, I, I have um, conservative and liberal, both friends, that uh, that enjoy shooting.
1: Right. But it's kind of it's it's weird because some of the politics of that tend to clash because yes. most liberals tend to be anti-gun. It's like almost like they're supposed to be, yeah. but you know, if they do it, it's actually fun.
2: Yeah, and and you know, I probably meet that rare group of, of liberals that are pro-gun.
1: Yeah, I've got, uh, I've, got a, I've got a few friends yeah. that are pro-gun, but yet. They feel but, liberal in other respects, yeah, and yeah. but you know they're, they're probably going to make a decision when they get to the polls to go either way, depending on who defends their rights.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Now I have one quick question. When you got into it, mm-hmm. did you find a lot of prejudice from guys or any kind of attitude from them when you first started, or were most mm-hmm. most of them not that way?
2: You know, I, I w- it was a welcome surprise to find out how encouraging. Men were, um, you know, ab- about, um, me coming into the range. I felt so comfortable. And, um, because the, f- the funny thing was, is I, at first I felt super intimidated because, you know, it's old guys working at the gun counter, you know, guys working in the range right. or whatever. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's a little bit intimidating. But then again, I felt like, yeah, I'm kind of at that age where I really just don't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> just I'm just saying, so, so for women who want to get into it, you didn't find that you were None treated. at all. In fact, they were... They were encouraging. They were polite. Everybody was nice to you. You had no issues with that at all.
2: Super super encouraging. In fact, um, most of the men, their comment would be, um, especially when I went into training classes, was it's so much easier to train women than it is men. And that's because usually, usually the men—it's the ego that gets in the way. Like, oh, I've been shooting for twenty years. Right, you know,
1: and they have no, preconceived no, 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 no. notions. It's hard to born
2: with a rifle in my hands, you know. And,
1: and so, yeah, with, and those people kind of... have to be retaught how to yeah. shoot instead of taught exactly. from scratch. Yeah, it's always better to work with somebody who doesn't have a lot of bad habits that they have to be talked out of or worked yeah. out of them. Exactly, and that goes for guys too. If you're interested in shooting guys, I mean interested in if guys you're interested in learning to shoot don't be intimidated almost everybody in sport is very encouraging and they're very friendly and more than willing to help almost anybody out when they're new
2: oh definitely definitely just just ask questions and don't ever assume uh just just ask the questions
1: yeah and most people are more than willing to talk about guns especially if they're enthusiasts yeah
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, and I, and I know just just working at the range. It's when somebody asks me a question, you know, especially the women that come in, and you know, I'm more than happy to to offer them, you know, right
1: advice. Yeah. Now I guess working at the range too, you get to work with men and women, and mm-hmm. do you find that any of the men are hesitant to ask you for something? pretend um, tend to overlook you?
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes because, you know, I, I work at the front desk. I, I work at Georgia Gun Club uh, over in Buford. Gotta give them a
1: oh, yeah, yeah. Give them a plug. Hello, uh, Georgia Gun Club. I Thanks like for Gun loaning Club. Shannon to us for an hour.
2: Yeah, i left to work two hours early. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, you're absolutely right. I, I work at the front desk, and so I sort of, you know, comically say, you know, I'm Barbie at the front desk. But... You know, when when I do see men and or, and women in there, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, "Is there something I can help you with?" And sometimes, yeah, the men might be a little hesitant, but, well, I'm looking for a holster. Well, what kind of holster? You know, and I'll go over there and tell them, you know, inside the waistband, outside the waistband, right hand, left hand, you know.
1: And then they start looking at you a little different, like, "Oh, she does seem to know yeah. what she's talking about."
2: Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah.
1: Good to know. Very good. I'd, I'd like to. I like the fact that everyone's willing to talk to you too. Because a lot of times you figure a lot of guys would just say, "Oh, is there someone around who can help help me with this? I can." Is there anybody else?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, I would say that's a small majority, but yes, um, yeah, you know, I'll get that occasionally. But, uh, do you from- but usually, um, most are, are pretty receptive. Once they they can tell that yeah I, I do know a little bit and what
1: you're talking about well you have i i looked over your uh, certifications and you are highly qualified which would make me think i could ask you for for advice without any doubt because i have no actual certifications i'm oh. just an enthusiast
2: well i know just the instructor for you
1: yeah i'm sure you do <laughs> no,
2: you're a great shooter i shot with you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we have shot together. In fact, uh, we had Harold Lanier on from Creedmoor Training Academy before, yeah. and he gave us a rundown. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. he'll he'll probably be back on again, so we had fun with that. Awesome. Now, is there anybody who at Georgia Gun Club you recommend? Do you have any classes, like for someone who wants to get started or doesn't mm-hmm. know? How do you begin? How would you jump in if you just didn't have any experience whatsoever or anybody in the family who could guide you?
2: Absolutely. Um, we do have a um, basic pistol class at Georgia Gun Club uh, taught by they are NRA certified instructors but the basic pistol we have it's not an NRA basic pistol class
1: which they're there's you know it's that's a little more, more intensive than what this is probably
2: um, right? it's probably about the same sort of material it just doesn't have the accreditation you know the certificate you would get
1: from NRA now, now would this be someone who's never touched a handgun before correct. would they jump into this okay. correct
2: and usually when people come in and they sign up for the class um, you know the, or they just what class do you recommend I've never shot before I only shot a handful of Times, Or it's been 20 years since I shot and I kind of forgot, you know, some of the basics. And oh, so
1: it was a refresher so, course that would be yeah, good. Yeah, so
2: I would tell them, you know, take the basic pistol class. It's typically an eight-hour class. Most of it is classroom instruction, very basic, well-rounded, and then part of it you do get to shoot. And for those people that don't own a firearm, I usually encourage them, go ahead and rent one, rent, you know, and rent a few, try out a few. Um, this would be the class to do it in, because you could, you can ask your questions, you can try them out, you can have the instructor actually sit there, watch you, check your grip, you know, check your stance. On
1: various guns to see if right. one fits better than another exactly. one.
2: Exactly, exactly. Oh, that would
1: be excellent to get somebody started. because So yeah. if you're feeling a little intimidated, don't be, because you can go to the Georgia gun club if you live in the atlanta area and their basic pistol class will get you started now Mm -hmm. when you rent a gun there there's i guess that's a fee in addition to the cost of the class
2: correct unless you're a member um so it's typically it's ten dollars to rent the uh the pistol and you can swap that out as many times as you want to for that $10 charge. You just need to purchase our ammo to go through it because you're shooting our guns, and we want to know what's going Clean through it. Clean quality yes. ammunition. Okay. Um, and if you wanted to rent a um, a rifle, that's $15 for the hour.
1: Now, for the rentals and stuff, does this? how much time do you have in the range once you finish the classroom for the basic pistol class?
2: Um, you typically have, I want to say, they, they're usually in there about an hour
1: Okay, so it's not and a terribly long time, but this is correct. just to get you basically get your feet wet and get started.
2: Yeah, yeah. And usually for a beginner, about an hour is all they can take. You know, I mean, it, it, there's just so much going through their head. Their muscles are so tense. It's like they're doing isometrics when they're it's all probably. Team it's a probably pistol. a little stressful just starting it, out. It is. And, and for a beginner, you know, they might go through 50 rounds. Oh, wow. A, in, okay, in so hour. not a lot. So, yeah, that's that's typically what I find.
1: Now, do they handle any firearms or simulated firearms while they're in the classroom? Do they show them anything or get a hand on anything? and
2: Only um, inert, um, you know, fake
1: right, pistols.
2: Right. Um, some are, you know, the orange guns, the blue guns, and some might look a little more like a real pistol I'm
1: thinking just to teach people how to grip and things like that so you get right. a little bit of that before you step into the oh, range yeah yeah definitely
2: okay. they talk about you know your stance your grip lining up your sights getting your sight picture uh, and then they also talk about the different parts of the firearms striker fire you know hammer fire, this is a revolver this is a semi-auto so, so they, they can understand
1: yeah because I've, I've taken right. I've seen people go into the range before never having fired or touched a gun and they try and teach them everything while they're standing there at the firing line with guns going off on other lanes and it's just it's got to be intimidating and nerve-wracking to try and do that
2: oh definitely and if you're a first-time shooter uh Don't go to the range Saturday afternoon or Friday night.
1: Right, (laughs) ideally. No, I don't want to
2: scare you away, but
1: middle of the week, middle of the day. But
2: if you're looking for one-on-one attention, it's you know best to go during the slower times during the week, during the you know mid-afternoon, two to three o'clock. Today is Ladies' Day, Tuesday. Ladies don't have to pay a lane fee, so you get to shoot for free. And and a lot of other clubs will do that. They'll have right. Right. I mean, several
1: ranges in the area will do. They'll have special days. Yeah. Couples Day, Ladies Day. Because I know a lot of people actually will learn from somebody they know. A family member will try and teach them. And sometimes the family members know what they're doing. Other times... They not learn so bad much. habits and they try and teach them to somebody. <laughs> you know, I've had I, I've had people I was shooting with and they have a ridiculous grip and they're going, "Oh, that's the way my dad taught me." And I'm going, oh, "Yeah, well, that's not correct."
2: Yeah, that's why you're not hitting the paper. Hmm.
1: Yeah, had a guy. He's apparently he learned and he puts his arm out there and then his other arm goes around his wrist and he holds his wrist with his other oh. hand. Yeah, he was doing one of these. Oh, and I thought okay. that's interesting. I think I saw that in a movie from the '60s. <laughs> Okay. So I corrected him.
2: That's a whole new way of shooting.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you learn bad habits from people who already have them. Mm
2: hmm. mm -hmm.
1: Okay, well, we're going to have to take our first break here. Okay. So I appreciate everybody listening. We're going to be right back with more from myself and Shannon. And we're going to, you're listening to America's Web Radio, and this is Locked and Loaded. We'll be right back. The disease of addiction is a life altering challenge, not
3: just for the person suffering its effects,
0: This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers call them you're listening to america's web radio on the americas broadcast Network.com. thank you for listening
1: Hello, welcome back. This is Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B., and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And today I have my special guest, Shannon, the fully certified, fully trained firearms expert. Certifiable. Certifiable, (laughs) yes. Well, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would say that about anybody who wants to own or fire a gun.
2: Yeah, sometimes.
1: (laughs) Now, we were talking about training in the range, and you said that the beginning pistol class starts with you with classroom time, so you don't have to get thrown into the range right away with guns going off and bullets firing and you trying to learn what's going on. You actually learn in a quiet environment in a classroom first.
2: Correct. Correct. And you and you learn with inert or fake guns inside right, the class. Not replicas. Replicants. <laughs> Replicants. Replicants. Um, And uh, so you get more comfortable that way, you know, just holding holding a gun properly, working on your grip, lining up your sights, etc.
1: Now, you were saying during the break that you actually teach a class.
2: Outside of uh, it. Right, outside
1: of the gun range, but independently, right. you're available for teaching. Now, what kind of class mm-hmm. do you instruct, or what kind of class do you teach?
2: Well, since I'm also a USCCA certified um, now, what firearms. Now, what
1: is USCCA?
2: United States Concealed Carry Association.
1: Okay, you guys yeah. got that? So, if you want to yeah. carry a gun.
2: Yeah, so if you just look for them, USCCA online. Um, you find all sorts of information about um, who they are
1: and what they provide. And what and they
2: provide, but it's it's very similar to uh, the NRA pistol certification, which I also have that. And um, but the class that I teach at my house is a four hour ladies class and so women only um, it's women only it's four hours of basic pistol training in my home we do not handle firearms inside my house but we do handle some inert or fake pistols and then they set up an hour one-on-one with me at the range where i give them their um, one-on-one actual firearms training so so you
1: get one-on-one instruction with you for this with this four-hour course. So right. that would be a five-hour course in total?
2: In total, yes. Okay. Yes. But it's it's pretty easy for people to be able to set up, you know, four hours of their day versus eight hours. And so this just right. works out well. Um, and then plus the women, you know, that might feel a little bit intimidated. Don't because I do this in my living room. I set up a PowerPoint on my big screen TV. We sit on the couch. We talk about it, ask questions. So nobody feels like they're asking, you know. And they
1: can a, a handle question. these inert weapons to kind of get a feel for them. And you can Correct. instruct on grip and sight fixture and all that exactly. without any danger.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: That sounds great. So uh, and this is something, if women, if you want to get started, mm-hmm. you can probably look this up USCCA. And Now, does this course give you the basic instruction to actually learn to carry your gun or just to learn to fire and use one initially? Learn
2: learn to fire, fire um, a pistol is the four-hour class. Okay. Um, they do also have a class that is a concealed carry class. Now, um, is that
1: one offered at the Georgia Gun Club?
2: We also have a concealed carry class, yes, at Georgia Gun Club. And um, I believe that's about a four-hour class. And it is not a shooting class. It's a class more about concealed carry law. What you can do, what you can't do. Um, and then also just ask, answer, you know, questions such as what sort of holster, what pistols are best.
1: What position should I carry in?
2: Exactly, exactly. So we offer that at Georgia Gun.
1: Now, these are probably specific for Georgia law, I would imagine, since we're in Georgia. Okay, so other states, of course. If you're in other states, we have other laws or other classes. But I imagine that the USCCA classes are offered in most all states.
2: Um, they're getting there because they're, they're not as well known as the NRA. So right. sometimes they're a little bit harder to find. Um, so sh- my class, um, I just have a Facebook page set up. And um, that's basically... Oh, and
1: people can find you on Facebook. They
2: can find me on Facebook. Now,
1: what's the, what's the Facebook page name?
2: The page name is Basic Firearm Training for Women.
1: Okay, that's easy and, enough.
2: Or you can find me, Shannon Pable, on Facebook, and I can, okay. and I can steer you in, in, the, in the direction. In the direction of
1: the Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. So that would be a good way for someone who's never handled firearm to get started, to f- learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, would you say that uh, training is probably one of the most important things after picking out a weapon to use?
2: Um, and and nece- it doesn't really even necessarily have to be after
1: you right buy, right you can get, get one before your, but once yeah. you purchase one i've heard so many stories mm-hmm. where a guy says oh yeah i've had this sitting in my uh in my oh, nightstand oh, drawer yeah. and they have it still in the box it was purchased in yeah. no holster the magazines may or may not be loaded there may be a box of ammo in the box with the pistol and that's their home defense system <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly, and and I have seen that. Um, And and one person even came walking in where they kept it stored in the trunk of their car for years and years and years. And yeah, I wouldn't even want to shoot that.
1: Not without cleaning and inspecting. Yeah, I would definitely take
2: it to a legitimate. Um, a gunsmith and have them look at it and go through it and clean it and
1: yeah. right as long, yeah, especially yeah. with showing any sign of rust or corrosion or any kind of dirt buildup or anything definitely, like that
2: definitely definitely but training is so important and I see so many people invest so much money in their firearms and nothing in training and right. that the training is so important
1: or even in just time using them yeah I've had friends who you know have 50 firearms and they spend maybe once a year shooting a few of them and that's as much use as they get they sure are pretty to look at well you know some people just collect things and never use them There are guys who have cars they never drive
2: yeah not me (laughs) no i'm gonna
1: i want to go shoot every as soon as i buy it i want to shoot it
2: exactly except
1: for then I realize I have to clean it afterwards
2: <laughs> oh yeah well once you do it I mean it's it's really not that difficult oh,
1: I know it's not difficult but when you take out you go oh I'm gonna take these six guns with me and then you go then I gotta clean six guns when I'm finished
2: <laughs> yeah break it up a few nights but yeah
1: spread it out yeah now do you clean weapons every time after firing them
2: uh not always if, if I'm just gonna shoot you know 50 maybe a hundred rounds I may not um, unless it's a 22.
1: Right, they if tend to be 20, a little dirtier.
2: Yeah, uh, a twenty-two, um, like my, my Smith and Wesson Victory. Yeah, I clean that all the time just mm. to make sure because it's so finicky. Um, but other, you know, firearms, you know, I may I may wait wait until I have three, four hundred rounds through it. But then again, if I'm also shooting a competition, I'm going to make sure it's nice and clean.
1: Clean before you go, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: and then I'm going to test fire it a couple times right after I clean it. Make right sure. yeah. now,
1: I've heard with—I don't know if you know much about this—but I've heard rifle shooters don't clean their guns every time. In fact, they wait as long as possible because the gun shoots the same as long as they keep shooting the same rounds through it, and then they'll clean it only when it starts to vary a little bit or when they've got several hundred rounds through it.
2: Well, yeah, I don't know, but. Um yeah.
1: <laughs> that's just precision rifle shooters that told me that, and I say it doesn't seem right. You're supposed to clean it every time.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. That that's a good question.
1: Okay, we'll have to get somebody yeah, who we'll knows. We'll
2: have a to get, get it. Yeah, Harold. Would Maybe be. Harold. Harold. Would
1: know.
2: Yeah, he Harold would, would
1: know. He's the he's the precision yeah. rifle guy. Yeah,
2: I know. If it's a 22 rifle, I'm cleaning it.
1: Right. Every 22s always get cleaned every time, yeah. unless yeah. you just fire ten rounds through them. Then they might wait, but you still want to oil yeah. them a little bit. Oh
2: yeah, definitely.
1: So. Okay, well, that's fascinating. I just love the fact that you know so many people invest all this money in guns and won't spend an ounce of training, or they have you know all these guns and they have you know one box of ammo for them. And you're like, how are you? You know, have you ever seen a zombie movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one box of ammo is not going to get you very far. That's not- <laughs>
2: I know. Just my everyday, what, what I'm thrown in the front seat of my car is usually
1: more five, than that.
2: Five hundred <laughs> rounds. Of, you know, or, oh, I just got a case in. Yeah, let's throw that. in Yeah, the front yeah. Seat.
1: Throw it in the trunk because yeah, you never know when yeah. I'm going to stop and shoot I, something. <laughs> now you probably get to shoot at work a lot, though.
2: I do. I do. Probably not as much as people think, but but well, I do. You're I, working. Yeah, and you know, but usually on break. You know, sometimes I'll go out there and and
1: shoot. minutes so okay so you get some practice now let's say okay someone's taking their basic pistol class they're feeling pretty confident they purchased a holster then what would be another class to take after that to get them into actually using a weapon to be able to draw to be able to fire and is there anything they should know about what type of class to take or what they should expect from a second level class what should they expect to learn
2: um I would usually, once they feel comfortable and they've used their firearm, you know, went to the range, the indoor range, um, then probably, you know, if it's if it's a class where they're looking to learn how to use their concealed carry pistol, then I would do a defensive pistol class. Um, we have one at Georgia Gun Club. Um, I will say it's... There's almost just a little step that you need I think between the basic pistol and then going into the defensive pistol Just
1: maybe actually using your weapon a well, little bit drawing, on your own.
2: Drawing well definitely get you know get some range time um, but feel comfortable drawing from the holster so maybe that's something where you do a one-on-one um, with someone but we also have um, something called our outlaw League.
1: <laughs> I am familiar with that. Yeah, those. Well, I know.
2: You with shot them. with yeah. there before, Several too. Several times. Yeah, so I do so
1: enjoy that, yeah. that competition or that uh, event, let's call it, because right. it's not really a competition.
2: It's it's not, but it's, it's fun. It does involve moving and shooting. Uh, usually involves drawing from the holster. However, those folks that don't feel proficient yet drawing from the holster. They don't have to, right. They don't have to. We can set your gun up in a bag. Set it up on a barrel so you can start at a low-ready position. But that's a great way of getting used to maybe doing a little bit of moving and shooting and getting your feet wet in that area.
1: Right. Now, I think someone would pretty much have to, they should probably know how to draw a weapon before jumping into something like that unless they have an easier events scheduled where you don't have to do that or they don't require it like say you don't have mm-hmm. to but you're going to see everybody doing it and you're going to want to try but if you haven't done it before it's not something you want to learn while you're out at the range at an event like that
2: it, exactly and um and i do have several folks um listed and i don't know maybe we can go over this later sure. on but um as far as folks that i've taken training classes with uh who can work with you um on just getting very proficient at drawing from the holster feeling comfortable um and then you know then maybe you're ready to move on to something a little more advanced you know like the
1: john wick class
2: the john wick class (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) okay yeah that's everybody wants to be john wick i'm sure you know after the first class they're like okay i'm ready to go let's go kill some bad guys (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) All right, well, we're going to be back in just a minute. We've got to take our next break. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Shannon Pables, our special guest today, and I am Roger B. We'll be back momentarily.
3: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello and welcome back. This is America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and you're listening to Locked and Loaded. And today we have our special guest, Shannon Pable, and she is a local expert. I'm going to call her that because she has more training than anybody I know. Well, almost. (laughs) There are a few guys who are a little more discreet. Don't want me to mention their names on the radio. But we were just talking about carrying your weapon and there was mention as to how do you know what state? What if you travel? What if you're driving your car? Where can you carry it? Where can you not carry it? If you go through all the classes, get your permit, although in Georgia you don't you're not required to have any classes to get a permit. You can mm-hmm. just go, you know, and say, Here I have a driver's license, give me a permit and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Highly not recommended. Not at all. Get some training. Learn how to use it. Definitely. But there is a site, if I remember correctly, called packing.org. And packing.org, you can click on your state, and it will show you which states. They'll light up the other states that have reciprocity with your permit. So that way, you can decide where it's legal, where it's not. And Shannon, you were mentioning you were looking at a map the other day with the uh, percentages of people who carry versus number of murders in the state.
2: Mm-hmm. Gun-related deaths, and there were two separate maps, and um, it, they were sort of photo opposites of each other.
1: <laughs> That's what you know. California, I believe they have uh, like a point two seven percent of the population has carry permits, and I'm sure their murder rate is fairly high mm-hmm. because they have a lot of gang violence. They're a sanctuary city, and they have very mm-hmm. other various other things not going in their favor to keep people there yeah. safe. Unless I even mention California, where you can catch diseases just walking around in the streets of San Francisco.
2: Yeah, it's so (laughs) sad. That was my favorite city.
1: Yeah, Yeah. parts of it are probably still nice, but I don't know. But anyway, in comparison, so California has about a 0.27% of the population with carry permits. And then in Texas, it's 4.9% of the population has carry permits. So you can see the difference in the number of people that would carry if they were allowed to. Mm-hmm. But California again. Let's let's jump into this real quick because I had this story. So this this past week in California at the Gilroy Garlic Festival,
2: and I've been to the Garlic Festival because I was born and raised just an hour away from there.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah. you're a local, so you know what this you you know what this festival is probably yeah. about. Just people, yeah. families having fun, it's having fun, a good time, fun. Yeah. And apparently, some really angry nineteen year old decided he was going to act out and be violent and make a name for himself or whatever, but we're not going to mention his name. But this guy, we'll say he's a guy. That's all I'm going to tell you. And you're wondering, oh, how did he get this weapon in there? Well, let me tell you. He cut into a a fence, Mm. broke into the festival, because they had checkpoints all around the festival where they had screenings to where people couldn't get in. They had signs everywhere, so this was a gun-free zone.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which is where over 90% of all mass shootings take place, in gun-free zones. He had a weapon that he legally purchased in another state, then illegally brought it into California. So, And he went past all the signs, broke into the fence, and you're wondering, yeah, it's the gun's fault. This guy would have found a way to get whatever he wanted, do whatever he was going to do, regardless of any laws. They say criminals don't obey laws. That's why they're criminals. Yep
2: sad but true
1: now i have to say the guys in the police in california they got to him within a minute or so of him starting to shoot and they and they took care of things but i just wonder if it would have been even less if he had brandished a weapon and people in the state of california had a five percent carry ratio and they were able to stop him if he could have prevented the entire thing yeah i personally believe a armed society is a polite society
2: yeah, Especially if they were caring and had a good education. That's
1: right. Uh, good we're back training. to the training. Back, training, back to, to the training, training. training. Get
2: that adrenaline going. You
1: it's bet. like with real estate, but mm-hmm. here we're going to say training, <clears throat> training, training. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get back to that for a minute because now we've, um, we've determined that once you learn to draw from a holster, there are a lot of local events you can participate in. And always when you're in an event or let's call it even a competition, even if there's no prizes or places awarded, you're still going to be competing against yourself. Yes. You want to better yes. your time. You want to get better. Yeah. And you're going to have that adrenaline going because you're doing something around other people. You're not sitting in your living room, you know, pretending to shoot the TV.
2: Yeah. And then you got that beep. Beep.
1: That's right. Yeah. And those of you who've done it before, you know that beep means go. Go, yeah. go, go.
2: Go lose your mind. No, that's right. But that's what happens.
1: Yeah. Because some people freak out. Some people yeah. drop. I've seen guys drop magazines on their firing line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I have to say, even saw a guy shoot himself on the firing line.
2: Oh, yeah, (laughs) that was
1: that was scary. He was right in front of me. puts his holster he was reholstering a weapon, and the gun went off because he had his finger in the trigger guard while he was reholstering. That's why learning to draw from a holster and reholstering are such important skills. Yeah,
2: the gunfight is over. Take your time on reholstering.
1: That's right. In fact, a lot of training places will tell you break your concentration, look both ways, look up and down, something to break your tunnel vision and refocus on your on your task at hand and not get too sucked into the whole thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: And most good trainers will teach you keep your finger off the trigger till you're up on target ready to shoot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So you've got this you've gone through your basic pistol class, you've gone through your carry class. So now you you know how to draw from a holster, you know about the laws involved then where, where would someone go for training beyond that if they want to get to the John Wick stage? Where do they go for <laughs> that? I just well, like bringing him well up. Well,
2: actually, I'm going to step back just a little bit um, because really um, between the basic pistol and a concealed carry clutch, you really aren't learning yet how to draw from a holster. You're really not learning how to move and shoot. Um, but I do have a listing of some folks who are great at teaching that.
1: Okay, so, well, let's... Just mention a few of those people if you want. Yeah,
2: so first off, um, every Sunday at Georgia Gun Club, and uh, we have Doug Jones and the Georgia Shooters, who are, they're independent of Georgia Gun Club. Um, They just
1: rent the space there? They
2: rent the space out. Every Sunday, they have six hours of shooting, and um, you get a lot of personal attention, Folks that are still, you know, sort of learning how to draw from the holster.
1: Now, how many people are generally in these classes?
2: Um, I would say maybe 8, 10, 12. It, it might vary.
1: Depending on the week, right?
2: Depending upon the week. Um, but that is, I mean, he would be a great place to start. Another one would be uh, some folks, Brian and Shelley Hill with The Complete Combatant. That and sounds good. They do a variety of classes, but he does uh, some basic pistol classes, and then he does a beyond basic pistol class. Um, So pretty much he could step you through all those different stages. He also does a great one-and-a-half-day sort of a force-on-force training class where they get your adrenaline up. You learn everything from start to finish when you have an actual – attacker come armed opponent and come armed opponent coming you know <laughs> but we're we're using you know safe safe
1: safe paint paint balls, guns, fake guns inert balls. guns yes
2: um but they they take you through everything as far as um you know first aid you know calling nine one one, what you do and don't say on that call and and oh, what happens you're when you're the police the officers come and but that, that's their one-and-a-half-day class, but they have so many different classes, so I would definitely check out the Complete Combatant as well.
1: Now, do they have a Facebook page or a website, or do yeah,
2: you know, if you Yeah, uh, d- if you Google search the Complete Combatant, uh, you will find them. Um, and first-person safety with Lee Weems. Um, he's out in Oconee. Uh, Chief Deputy Sheriff Lee Weems uh, does some excellent classes, all sorts of classes, all different levels. Um, you know, I can't say you know enough good things about him. And and if you also looked up the training between the Complete Combatant, the Georgia Shooters, first-person safety. Um, I mean, top-notch, Rainmaster certified. These guys, ha- they're they're training. They've had
1: lots of training, and they're willing to pass on their knowledge oh, yeah. to you if you're willing to Just, take the time to learn.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And and then, of course, our, our friend Harold Lanier with Creedmoor Training Academy.
1: Yes, I've been to his facility. The Very skill nice. Skill
2: Builder series that he does, Skill Builder Pistol and Skill Builder with Carbine. Um, and then he also does, I think, a like a basic daylong pistol
1: well he's got lots of different he's got a lot classes. of, different yeah, a lot classes. of different things. he does shotgun carbine almost everything yeah any kind yeah. of weapon you want to learn how to use he can at least get you started
2: yeah
1: and these yeah. are the kind of things you want to do once you get your pistol or rifle or shotgun or even all three of them yeah you can do they have the latest thing now is shooting three gun competitions Yep. Now, have yep. you done any of those?
2: I have. I have. Um, I've done some three gun, uh, just a little bit, kind of gotten my feet wet in that. Um, I've done two gun, done pistol, done rifled.
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So you've competed in everything. every different. Aspect just of this, sort of, so.
2: yeah just just having fun and, and trying out new things and and figuring out what what I really enjoy and, and you
1: just and you basically just really got heavy into this four years ago yes so you've but so yeah. this is great so this is how far you can go in a short time if you really put the time in yeah
2: and and really it's been as far as participating in matches probably less than three years okay as far as you know going out in IDPA, USPSA. And,
1: now, yeah. was that? Now, did you find yourself intimidated when you got started with that, the first couple that you were getting into, where you were a little bit nervous, or did you feel well enough trained to where you were um, watching other people and go, I can do that better?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Not really, I can do that better, but I think I can, I can do, do that. that. I think I can do that. <laughs> I can do that safely. Um, well, I, ha- I have to give a shout out uh, to my friend, Karen Whitlock, over at uh, Trigger Time, And I remember a few years back when I wanted to do my first IDPA match, she kind of set up like a little mini stage in the range on a day that they were closed. And probably five of us ladies went out there, and she sort of walked us through it and let us do like a little mini stage. So you had a little and bit of and, yeah, and slow
1: and easy, not just being thrown in with that right, beeper going on. <laughs>
2: right. So it so that was pretty cool. And, and so then when I went out there, there was a few you know women we signed up on the same squad, and and that was and that was pretty neat. But um, before that, it was remember dead center when they would have the still matches in
1: fact yes 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 in yeah. fact i know van over there is starting up the skill builder yes. classes again
2: yes i just i just saw that on facebook too and um but that was probably my first match if you you know the doing Oh, was it okay i remember you doing those yes yes i think that's where i met you yeah yeah exactly it was and um and so i just had a blast doing that i love shooting still and i have to say that's still 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 is my favorite is
1: oh i know (laughs) and like i say and i have to say to van over there dead center learning from him is like having deadpool as your instructor yeah (laughs) Little sarcastic, a little bit of smart acidness. I mean, you know, yeah. but highly entertaining and very effective.
2: Yeah, he actually, he and Harold were two of my very first instructors.
1: Yes, now I've, yeah. I've learned from a few different people, but those I, I have to say, those two guys are probably still two of my favorites when they're available. But yeah. you know, Harold does it all the time, Van, not as much anymore, but if you get a chance to learn from him, he is very good.
2: Yeah, they're, they're both a wealth
1: of knowledge. There was another guy I learned from. He was actually a Navy special ops instructor, ran us through that course, basically, not at the Navy, of course, he was all he was training at another range, and he was running us through these scenarios, or I guess these skill sessions, where you had to draw, fire two rounds within one and a half seconds, things like this. Mm-hmm. And you went through each stage until you got to the end. Now, normally, if you're doing this for the Navy, you don't get two and three, four chances to do it. But here, because we were doing it, you know, as a I guess a skill class, right. he was letting us do it several times and then instructing along the way to see how to build that speed to get those shots in within that amount of time. Time. So that right. was kind of fun too. Right. And you realize that these guys can do this all in the first time every time, they're very highly qualified. Exactly. So. Exactly. So let's see, so we had Harold. Now Harold does everything now so okay, so you're gonna you've taken your basic pistol class, mm-hmm. you've got some training, you know how to draw from a holster, you've taken an hour or two with a private instructor perhaps. Mm-hmm. Then you say, hey, so any of these other people would be good for going beyond that.
2: Oh and and a lot of them, you could even do the basic, the basic basic stuff with beginner stuff with.
1: Too. Oh, okay, so they so, could start you from beginning to end. Yeah. That way, you feel comfortable staying with one instructor. You get used to somebody who's who understands what you're looking for, and they can work with you throughout. Yeah. That's always good to keep consistency, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, and but you know, I can also see where it's it's good to you know mix it up because every time I have a different instructor I learn something new or something else stands out or they might
1: way of doing it
2: yeah they might just do something slightly different and that slight difference might work better for me or it may not so it's, it's good to I think get a variety of instructors but maybe if you're trying to fine-tune a skill then sometimes it's best to stay with somebody just because they kind of know okay this is exactly what we need to work on with you you. Right, and, but I'm talking, you know, maybe at a much higher skill level
1: right and at that point you want to get instruction from as many people as possible you don't want to limit yourself because mm-hmm. like i say everybody has a little different style everybody teaches things slightly differently everybody has their preferences as to the way you should do things mm-hmm. learn them all you can never have too many tools in the toolbox
2: oh uh, exactly exactly i learn something every time even if i'm retaking a class for the second third time you know so i was like really you're going
1: to take this again yeah Yeah, because, you know, I I always learn something. It's like watching a movie over and over again. You hear something new every time you see it. Exactly. I love doing that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be right back. This is Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio.
4: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol.
0: This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works. 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio.
3: Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands from manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio
0: on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B. You're listening to Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio and I'm here with my special guest, Shannon Pable. Hello. She's an <laughs> expert in my opinion at least. She's been shooting seriously for probably what 3 years in competitions or events. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's not a competition, a lot of these places have, you know, you compete but you're actually you're not winning anything other than a pat on the back an attagirl, an attaboy, and add a girl and add a
2: boy and that's it. A t-shirt, a hat, you know, and I have one I have one. some cash. Oh, there so. yeah, yeah. There are yeah. Local, I know there are ranges yeah. that do
1: that. I've actually I like that. Competing in a uh, bowling pin competition. They used to give out prizes, whatever extra swag they had laying around they'd throw out there mm-hmm. and whoever wins first, second, third, fourth, fifth place gets to go up and pick their item from the items. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always fun. You never know which, or they may just have extra swag. They give away to some of the participants.
2: Yeah, I know at, at the Outlaw League we have uh, crossbreed holsters.
1: That's right. I'm yeah. wearing mine right now, actually. Yeah,
2: that's right. I yeah, you won one. I did yeah. win one. Yeah. Yep.
1: Awesome. Yeah, awesome. that was fun. And yeah. I won by default because there it's not a matter of if you win. You just have to show up. Yeah. You show up. They draw your name out of a hat. If you haven't won one in the last, in that year, then you can win one. Yep. And I was there once. There were four people there. Everybody yeah. else had already won. I automatically won. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> so that's the Outlaw League is a lot of fun. They have all kinds of varied events there. And don't feel intimidated because there are people of all skill levels there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, they have a three gun outlaw coming up.
1: I know, I know. I saw that, yeah. and I'm I'm tempted to try and prepare for that.
2: Yeah, so that's that'll... on
1: a isn't that, It's coming up Saturday,
2: I yep, think. Yeah, okay, coming up a Saturday, I think four two seven.
1: Yeah, so yeah. if you guys want to get out there and get your John Wick on, now's the time.
2: And then um, we also have the shoot house that um, Friday before, if you want I think, to get warmed up, um, you could do the shoot house. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a different scenario, obviously, for the shoot right. house. Right, they don't want
1: just, you to cheat. You don't yeah. want to game, game the system.
2: Yeah, but just to you know, do some moving and shooting and get warmed up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a awesome event there. I've been to that many times. And it's great to get started because, like I say, all skill levels are accepted. And you can watch other people, too. Watching other people shoot mm-hmm. is a way to learn a lot about what you could be doing wrong or could be doing right.
2: Right. And that actually goes back to um, the Georgia Shooters group that shoots on Sundays um, when they run, you know, what eight ten people through and you do you learn a lot by watching others
1: yeah you see the guy who you know Mm -hmm. seems like he knows what he's doing and is the fastest guy on the times and he's hitting everything you want to watch him and follow his example or her example
2: yeah and sometimes the guy that is shooting really fast he's not shooting anything
1: (laughs) yeah you got to be able to hit what you're shooting at (laughs) I've yeah. <laughs> always said a hit with a twenty-two is better than a miss with a forty-five.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you got to watch out for
1: that. Pay attention, accuracy above all. Because yes. also when you're out out there in the real world, you got to remember every bullet you fire has a lawyer attached to it.
2: Yep. So yep. be
1: extremely cautious. Hit That's your something. Mark. <laughs> Take a class for that because mm-hmm. you got to know when you can and when you can't shoot, and what you're going to be responsible for afterwards. Mm-hmm. Always an issue. Now, are there any classes that would teach you just strictly legal aspects?
2: Yeah, the concealed carry classes. And actually, U.S. Law and Shield, we just had a free seminar um, going on on Sunday. Oh, this past Sunday? I, yeah, I think it was oh, so we about missed it. four hours. And um, so U.S. Law and Shield does a great seminar. Uh, you know, you can Google them, find them online. Um, and again, we have a concealed carry class. A lot of ranges around have concealed carry classes. Which right. Most offer be, some
1: sort of training. If they have a range, they try and offer training.
2: Right. And it might be a two to four hour class. Um, also, my friend Lee Weems, um, that I had mentioned earlier, uh, does a great class on the law. And, um, and it's called Standing Your Ground. And right. um, Which, excellent class, um, and he has firsthand experience in it, too, oh, wow. since he is law enforcement. Right, um, right, because
1: he has to know exactly when he's allowed to shoot and when he can't.
2: Yeah, but he, he's, he's got so much training behind him, too. So. Yeah, it
1: makes a difference. <laughs> but actually being out there in the field makes a difference, too. So anybody yeah. who has former or law enforcement training, even military training, is something that if you have guys who are special operators, they know a lot about when you can and can't shoot and when you're you know when you, what you have to be careful of what pitfalls to avoid things like that
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you
1: learn all that and now when you do these outlaw leagues and various events where they have shoot rooms or shoot houses mm-hmm. that's where you start learning your're more. I guess to say more uh, extensive skills, pine mm-hmm. the room, entry, mm-hmm. you know, how to exit, yeah. what to do with your weapon when you're sticking it out in front of you and you walk through a doorway.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shooting around corners, um, shooting outside out of a car. Um,
1: right, D- shooting through yeah. a windshield. I did shooting that one. Shooting through
2: a windshield. <laughs> Though are usually, um, I don't think you're standing your ground if you're shooting through your
1: windshield. <laughs> if there's a guy in front of you, with, you pull into your driveway, there's a guy in front of you leveling a shotgun at you, you're going to shoot through your yeah, windshield. Yeah, th- yeah. That, was the, that was the way they pointed okay. out the scenario to us. You're pulling okay. into your driveway, there's a guy standing there with a shotgun, he's leveling, he goes to point it at you, what are you going to do?
2: <laughs> yeah, it, whatever I can
1: do quicker, reverse or... <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs>
2: Or draw my firearm.
1: That's right. Or you you could already have the car in park, have it turned off, and then all of a sudden you see the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah, we
1: did some of that. I don't know if you ever did that. She threw the windshield business. Did you do some of that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Skip J Range. Um, Oh, we we were doing this at Dead Center. Oh,
1: Yeah, because Van found a guy who was providing free windshields.
2: Uh, Oh, oh, (laughs) so you had just the windshields. I got you. He built a
1: rack, and we sat in a chair behind a table with the windshield in front of you, and we did it both ways. Okay, shooting from the inside and then shooting from the outside. Some guy's trying to run you down or chase you with a car. Yeah. You shoot through the windshield. And did you
2: notice how the angle of the bullet changed depending we upon the angle of the glass? We actually discussed
1: that based on whether you're inside or outside the yeah. car. Yeah, about where
2: the bullet goes. Because, that's right. Yeah, it's going to exit I believe at a perpendicular angle to the glass.
1: It will tilt some. Yeah, we noticed yeah. that shooting from the inside, I think it tended to go a little... what
2: want to tend to do. Yeah.
1: Right, and if yeah. shooting from the outside, it tended to go... Actually, shooting from the outside tend to go lower and trees from the inside tended to go up Higher. a little bit yeah. and he let us shoot um, well he recommended we try our defense ammo so you yeah, can see good, if it breaks good. apart, if it comes into pieces, if it yeah. maintains a what solid. What happens
2: when it shoots the windshield? Yeah, does it yeah, come yeah, apart? Yeah. Does
1: it hit your target? Yeah. And it was amazing to see some of the differences. Oh, One yeah. thing I have to admit I saw, the 45s tended to go through windshields much better than the smaller calibers did.
2: Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know,
1: bigger piece of lead just tends to hold up better through yeah, that. And it made a huge difference. Yeah, because that that's like real-world experience yeah. you're getting to fire through the windshield. Yeah, because
2: we didn't actually have the windshield in it. We got to shoot through the car, but not through an actual windshield. Oh,
1: here, you're actually shooting through the windshield. That's
2: good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then later on, I think you had one set up all the way down. Ranger' was shooting about 15 mm-hmm. to 20 yards away. But the ones we were shooting were sitting, like, literally the windshield's right in front of you. Wow. So okay. everybody had to have, you know, full wrap safety glasses, have a hat on with a bill oh, on it yeah. to keep glass from falling all over the place. Yeah. And it made a lot less mess than I thought it was going to make. Really? Yeah. It's a little bit of powdered glass because the front windshields are full safety glass.
2: Right. And they
1: don't shatter. They're laminated, so they don't shatter like a side window would. Okay. Interesting. You know, a side window shatters into a thousand pieces right. and you end up if you ever had your car broken into you know that stuff takes years to get every little bit of glass out of there
2: oh, yeah yeah but the wow. windshield
1: just powders a little bit and leaves a hole
2: interesting in fact um when you're talking about wearing the hat that's something that comes to mind um i can't emphasize enough for people to wear a hat a ball cap in the range um while they're shooting just, you know, it's a little bit of extra protection. I've seen people get ricochets in the forehead, and if they're wearing a hat, they wouldn't might have, have. prevented that. Might yes. have prevented that. You know, hot brass landed on your head, but also just to keep lead off you. You know, people right. don't
1: realize. Especially when you're shooting steel.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> as exactly. you well know,
1: shooting that indoors. Oof.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. High neck lines, hats, yeah, closed-toe shoes. I always wear pants. Right. If it's you know, and if
1: it's I always yeah, the the low neckline. I can't tell you how many times I've told people you need to change before you shoot because you're wearing a a low neckline, you're gonna get hot brass down there and have to do the hot brass dance.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And especially if you're shooting twenty twos. Twenty twos are notorious for fun in every single little (laughs) possible place it can go.
1: Yep. Had one guy had a shell fall between his face and his glasses.
2: Uh, Yes, I've seen that. mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah, and that's that's the other thing that having a brim on your hat will help prevent prevent. a lot of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I do tell people if they're learning. If I take somebody to teach them to shoot, Mm -hmm. I tell them, okay, you may get a piece of brass up somewhere. It's going to be hot. Yeah. Before anything. Put the gun gun down, down. then do the hot brass dance. Put the gun down. (laughs) Then dance.
2: Yeah. Do
1: not dance with the gun in hand.
2: I always warn folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, because I don't want them to be surprised. I don't want the element of surprise of, what's that hot thing on me? Warn
1: them that can happen, and it makes a huge difference. And, you know, most people, once they have it happen a time or two, they shake it off, they grab a shirt, shake it, and it's done, you know? Exactly. Because it's not going to kill you. But waving the gun around, shooting somebody by accident, that would cause more problems.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Put the gun down. Yeah.
1: Rule number one. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I like to yes. Now, when you instruct people, do you teach them how to pick a weapon, or do you use the rental method to let them try a bunch of different things?
2: Um, both. Um, and, and this is something where I see this a lot at the range where um, the boyfriend or the husband comes in and they, you know want to buy the gun, you know, for the spouse, and the spouse isn't there. You know, or the spouse comes in and she says, well, my husband bought me this gun, but I don't like it. It's too big for my hands. So always, always, always let whoever is going to be shooting choose the gun to, shoot. to choose it. And the other thing, too, that um, when someone comes in and they said, well, I, I want to carry a gun, and, um, and I'll usually... I'll usually tell them, just um, let's try out a few other guns first before we go straight to the carry. Maybe we, we talk about home protection first. Shoot a and, few things first. And, yeah. and, and work, work to that.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. We've had a good time talking about guns and training today on Locked and Loaded. I want to thank my special guest, Shannon Pable, for being on. And this is Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And I am Roger B.